Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest, Rebecca Donatelli. She is no stranger to Ohio Realtors. She is an Ohio Realtor, the Northeast Ohio area. She's an entrepreneur, a founder of the Rebecca Donatelli team, Realtor Magazine, 30 Under 30, a national speaker, an RPAC queen. And we're chatting before we got started here. I mean, I could just go on and on. She is amazing. So I'm so excited to have her on today. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to be on here today. Yeah, we're so excited uh, to have you. And I didn't mention, but Rebecca's also an author. She did uh, write a book. Was it in 2020? that you, Did you release it last year? Yeah, it was the first week of October of last year. A COVID book baby. I love it. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. So before we get started on all the great things we're going to talk about on today's show, Rebecca, I have to ask our signature question, which we ask all of the guests on the Real View podcast, which is what is the best view that you've ever seen? Okay, so there's so many things that come to mind, of course, with this question. It could be literally anything. A moment that honestly comes to mind first is when my book arrived in the mail and I took it out of the gold Amazon package that I had been tracking all day waiting to arrive at at my home. That moment, I actually pulled out my phone and like videoed me opening the package because it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, this is crazy. And just seeing it and holding it, it was one of those things that I will truly never forget. And and it just connects with so many different aspects of my life, both great moments and also some hardships that I've dealt with that have shaped me to be sitting here today and doing the things that I'm doing. So that's probably one of many that comes to mind. That's a pretty great view. Very memorable, I would say, you know, probably not going to be a view that all of us will ever see is our own book arriving in our own hands. So that's really cool. I love that. That's awesome. So I want to hear a little bit about you. How did you get started in real estate? What has your journey uh, to success been like? You've achieved so much in such a short amount of time as young professional. How did you get started in speaking? Tell us a little bit about you and, and your background. The story is is so crazy um, when I think about it, when I tell it. I went to college to be a high school math teacher. I am a math nerd. I loved calculus. And there was something about the excitement of like solving an equation. You know, I was one of those people that people look at me like I have three heads when I talk about this, but I just (laughs) love, I love numbers and I love, you know, solving problems. So I went to college with the full intention of being a high school math teacher. I had a breakdown my senior year where I just, I couldn't finish it. I couldn't do it. I knew that teaching math was not for me, which it's funny looking back because now I teach in real estate. So it's kind of interesting that it came full circle, but I ended up switching my major to an English major my senior year and took a fifth year of college, which is also funny because I never thought I would do anything with that. I honestly decided on English because I enjoyed it and just wanted to finish out, you know, graduating, which I've also used my English degree, obviously, now, <laughs> too, which is funny. So I worked in retail at the time. I had worked my way up throughout college 
And the week that I graduated, I was promoted to an assistant store manager. So I, at this point, had no idea what I wanted to do. I figured I probably wanted to do something in sales, but I didn't really know what that was. I left the store after being there for another year. I'd been there a total of maybe five years, four or five years with college and then out of college. Quit that job. I worked at an insurance company for about five months. That was not my thing. I did not like it at all. And so then I kind of found myself in this place where I was in limbo trying to figure out what my direction was, you know, what I really wanted to do my life. And I really didn't know. And I was kind of in a bit of a dark place just because I saw my friends doing all the things that they had talked about doing. And I was like, I, you know, can't even see straight, let alone where am I going? So I ended up having lunch with my mom one day and my mom and I are very, very close. She looked at me and she said, Hey, have you ever thought about real estate? And I said, No, I've never thought about real estate. You know, the commission thing kind of freaked me out a little bit. I couldn't even tell you the difference between a colonial and a ranch at the time. You know, my, my real estate knowledge was pretty limited, but I trust my mom and she knows me very well. And so I ended up getting in touch with my broker not having any family in the business. I didn't know any other realtors. I didn't know her. I was connected you know, to her. Didn't have any connections. I just took a leap of faith and, and I really liked her and I liked what she was doing. She was a young broker owner that just launched her own company. And um, here we are. I've been with her ever since, six and a half years later. So it was kind of one of those things that was never in my sights, which is the same with the speaking, the RPAC, the presidency, the book, like none of this stuff that I'm doing and, and love doing was ever something that I had even thought twice about. And so I always tell people when I'm talking to them, you know, to keep all of your doors open, because I feel like you, you really never know the things that you're going to fall in love with or great at doing or find passion for. That's kind of my story. And then things just started falling into place. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, being at a young age, about starting your own team of real estate. Tell us about that. What was that like being so young to do that? I would love to hear about how you made that happen. You know, it was definitely intimidating when I first got into the business. I got my license at 24. I didn't realize getting into real estate, number one, how competitive it was. And number two, that I was younger than, a, you know, a lot of the folks that I was finding myself going up against at listing appointments, buyer consultations. And I was definitely that realtor that as soon as I got my license, I just waited for my phone to ring. I was like, yep, I got my license. I posted it on Facebook. I wasn't on Instagram at the time, sat back for a couple of weeks and nobody called me. So I was like, mm. I got to figure this out. I then basically was like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to get actually make money, get buyers, especially, you know, when I was going to these buyer consultations and listing appointments, the agents I was up against had been around for a lot longer than I, they had a big book of business. They were much older than I, and that's kind of where my social media kind of came about after the end of my first year. Um, I did have a really good first year. I was rookie of the year at my company, but I got on Instagram just as a more of a hobby. I didn't think it would become what it has become today. But I was like, well, I see other realtors on here. Let me test the waters, see what's going on here. And I love photography and I love real estate. So I kind of played around with it. And that's really what allowed my business to move at a fairly rapid pace at the time and still now. I launched my real estate team in 2017. I originally wanted to start a team in 2016 out of pure, this is what all the big guys are doing. So I feel like I should probably do this too. Right. Mm -hmm. And then my broker was like, you are great and you're doing a great business, but you're not in a place where a team is 
a good idea. And she was right. I mean, she could not have been more on point. I think there's a lot of people that the team sounds good, but you know, you get to a certain spot where it actually fits in your business. So I launched my team in 2017 and it's been great. In fact, right now we're building out a whole new office. We've got a big announcement coming next spring for our team, which is really exciting been a lot of trial and error, I will say. You know, there's no manual when you decide to start a team. Well, this is what you do and this is how you hire. And I'm fortunate enough that I've built a lot of really great relationships, both in Ohio and nationally, to where I can call my friends and say, hey, can you send me, you know, your team structure and help me out and tell me the do's and don'ts of hiring. So it's definitely been a lot of trial and error. It's been a lot of growth for me. It's been absolutely wonderful. And it has allowed me to introduce some of the other things that I'm doing, like writing and leadership and and speaking into my world. So it's been really fun. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And, you know, like you mentioned, you've learned so much through this experience that it's, you know, allowed you to write a book on kind of your leadership story, your style, how that developed for you. Talk to us about writing a book. I know you mentioned that, you know, you didn't plan to do this. You were never set out to become um, an author and you wrote it in the middle of a pandemic or probably at least, you know, part of it during a pandemic. What was that process like and what made you want to do a book? Yeah, you know, it's so crazy because anytime I talk to folks about the book, They're like, oh, was that something that was on your bucket list or something like that? And I actually never had a bucket list. (laughs) Since that's come up, I've I've since created one. But um, no, I've always enjoyed writing. And like I said, I ended up graduating as an English major. So I've, I've always had a passion for writing. I never, ever, ever thought twice about writing a book. And honestly, the only thing that really triggered me to start doing that was prior to getting into real estate, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of direction. I was never that person that took extra initiatives. I kind of skated by on mediocrity. I got decent grades, but you know, I never went out of my way to work extra hard at really anything, if I'm being honest. Only thing I ever did young that I really worked hard at, I was a competitive fencer for 10 years of my life. And I did work really hard when I was fencing. That's so cool. It was amazing. I actually literally just found out the club that I belong to called Alcazar Fencing Club. My coach just retired and closed down the club, which was was sad. But that was the only thing that I had really, you know, put any real effort in. I was never the type of person to take initiative and and take the bull by the horns, if you will, and and work really hard. I I just, it just wasn't my personality. So when I found real estate, And I fell in love with it and I realized I was really good at it. It started opening other doors for me where then I found out about Elgar, which is my local board. And I got involved with YPN. Uh, I ran for the board of directors. And then when I got 30 under 30, that was kind of one of those moments. It had been on my wish list, if you will, since day one. I thought it was so cool that they honored, you know, these young realtors that were just killing it in the business who I admired so much. And I never thought it was something that I was ever even close to capable of of doing. So when I got that in 2019, I was like, if I can do this, anybody that whatever they want to do, the world is, is everybody's oyster, if you will, like they can do whatever they want, if they really put their mind to it. And I just wanted to convey that. So I started writing the book in spring of 2019. I treated it a lot like a journal, the ended up becoming really personal to me. And the book, I always knew I wanted to write about getting into leadership and especially coming at it from a younger perspective, where the book ended almost two years later when I got done with it was definitely different than when I started it. You know, in the midst of writing it, 
I did go through a divorce. So that kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things in my life. And when I went back to pick up the book mid-divorce, I kind of came out with a bit of a different perspective. Summer of 2020 came and I had been working on the book for over a year and I was so desperate to get it published. And I was like, all right, Rebecca, every day, just sit down and write. And then I got in contact with my publisher and she gave me a deadline and I got it October 7th was the day that it came out. So it was such a crazy thing. And, you know, there's no manual on how to write a book. I honestly was just typing in Word every day. Thoughts that I had, paragraphs, sentences, different things. None of the book was actually written sequentially. You know, it was kind of all over the place. And then my publisher helped me put it in an order that made sense when we were done with it. But it's kind of one of those things that I never thought was even a thing for me. And now I'm, I'm working on my second book that'll be published next year. Yay! Yeah, so so very excited. And I, I didn't know how people were going to interpret it. I didn't know if they were going to think I was even, I even had the means to write a book, but it's sold in, in all 50 states and internationally, which has been really, really cool. And I'm so humbled that people are inspired by it, which was the whole point of putting it out there, so... This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole topic of the book is around leadership and how to develop your style and kind of how to really focus on yourself. And you mentioned a couple of times, look, in, you have it inside of you, but how do you bring that out? So tell us a little bit about maybe how our leaders can develop their style. What are some of the qualities that make a true leader? Tell us a little bit about that. You know, thinking back on it, especially because I share in there and I just said it now that this was never me. All of this, in fact, it's so funny because when I talk to my parents and I tell them, you know, oh, now I'm doing this. And, you know, I invited them to my installation as president. And they're like, who are you? Like, this is, you know, this, is I love not, that. this is not my thing ever. So it's so funny how you can come into yourself by unexpected ways. And honestly, the path into leadership was probably the most unexpected out of anything that I'm doing between the speaking. That I will say, our pack is also a, a close second because uh, politics, never, never, never my thing. And now I just love all things are back. But um, <laughs> yeah, the leadership thing, it really just, I was so inspired by other leaders that had come into my life, you know, people through NAR and also people outside of the real estate community, but really, you know, people like Tommy Choi and Harrison Beecher and all these people that were doing such incredible things. And there's so many ways you can approach leadership. There's so many different styles. And that's the beauty of it is that everybody has their different thing. There's certain things that I have realized in my journey thus far, which I kind of feel like is just starting. I'm mm -hmm. certainly no expert. I'm just entering into my presidency now, and I've got a long way to go. So I'm, I'm not saying this from experience, but I'm saying it from the, the little experience that I've had. 
you know, there's so many things. I think for one, making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. I've seen some folks that, you know, the title, and I I have a whole chapter in my book about this. I think they do it, you know, the title kind of sounds good versus actually wanting to make a real impact on other people. And that's what I love. I was so inspired by people that I just want to bring that to other people. And especially somebody who's younger, I think it's very, very powerful. So that understanding that all of this is a team effort. You know, I think that's the other thing is sometimes I have this vision, I want to do this. You know, if you look at even your local, state or national board, you have an executive committee and a board of directors for a reason. You know, you're all making decisions together. And I think that's really important. Instead of, you know, being in front of the line, you are with the rest of the line and everyone Mm -hmm. is, is there together. The other big thing, and this goes with really anything, not just leadership, but a relationship or a friendship is the communication. That is so, so, so important is keeping communication open and being open to other ideas aside from just your own. It's very, very easy, I think, to get an idea in your head and get so wrapped up in it and not hear a different side of it to maybe this is a better perspective on how we can go about doing this or you know, let's talk about it and see the best way to go about it. And I've learned that both with my team and my personal life and my relationships, and especially in leadership, that the communication is so, so, so important. Those are just some of them. There's so many. And again, this is not from years of experience. This is just from the, the small time that I've had. And again, just being inspired by so many incredible people that I can only try to just be a fraction of what they're doing. Because It's amazing to see what people are capable of doing when you really put your mind to something, you put your heart into it, you devote yourself to it and for the right reason. So, And it sounds like you've had some great mentors and definitely amazing people to look up to. Would you say that that is a key tool or trick to kind of help uh, propel your business forward is having that mentorship? And then what other advice would you give to young professionals hoping to find uh, the same level of success? A thousand percent. I would not even be here today with you on this had it not been for those people in my life. And I don't think I realized how important the mentorship was until I came across these incredible people that became my mentors. When I got into real estate, I didn't interview with any other brokerages. I felt such a connection with my broker who then became a mentor for me. Looking back, I do think that is something that is important for new realtors, but I didn't realize how important mentorship was. And all of these people, I would not be doing any of the things. I would have been just fine sailing by, selling some houses and watching football on the weekends and hanging out. Like I was fine with that. And then I was so inspired by seeing what other people were doing. And I especially felt connected to the folks that were around the same age as myself, because being younger, you know, sometimes it's hard to connect sometimes with folks that maybe have been around longer and have more experience and are are older. And I have so many of of them as well that are mentors in my life, but I didn't realize how important that mentorship was. And, and I built a trust with some of these people that I can call them about literally anything. And they know very person, you know, I've called them about all kinds of things I'm dealing with in my life, especially when you get to a point where you're juggling a lot of different things. Like every day for me is packed between, you know, running my team, my personal sales, you know, the leadership stuff, the book stuff, I do a lot of traveling, and then having a personal life. (laughs) On top of that, it gets very busy. And sometimes this might sound kind of 
odd, but I feel like you can be surrounded by a ton of people and still feel very lonely at times. And so those people are great to help navigate through that, um, if that makes sense. So yes, the the mentorship is, I cannot, even if you just find one person that you have that trust with, that you feel connected with, that is willing to be that person for you, it's hugely important. And another thing that you've done throughout your career too, is you're so involved. And I love that you're talking about juggling all this stuff on your plate, but yet you find time still to give back to volunteer for your associations. Talk to us about the importance of that. Why did you want to get involved in all of the multitude of levels that now you're involved with, with all of the associations and um, why that this is a great thing that anyone involved in real estate should look into? Yeah, it's really funny that you asked because this Thursday, I I won't be able to go because I'll be in Nashville for the Realtor Party Conference, but this Thursday is the YPN meeting to plan 2022. And when I got the calendar invite to that, it was a little bit of a full circle moment for me because I thought back to the first time that I sat in on a YPN committee meeting. I was about a year, just over a year into the business. I had no idea what I was doing there. I had no idea what was about to happen and YPN even was. I had gone to a YPN happy hour. I was invited by an agent I had done a deal with. And so now being invited as the president to plan for the year next year was a little bit of a weird full circle, like crazy awesome moment because I'm like now I'm sitting in this YPN meeting as president. But I cannot stress enough the importance of getting involved in the industry. I mean, for me, as I said, YPN was kind of that stepping stone And then I got involved with it on the state level and then on the national level. I'm just finishing up my term, uh, my two-year term on the NARYPN Advisory Board, which I have loved very dearly. It opens so many doors for you, both literally and also mentally. And by that, I mean puts into perspective so many things with our business. You make so many incredible connections and you are really able to have a real voice in our industry. I think it is so cool that we have the opportunity to sit at a table and talk about things like making sure that home inspectors are licensed in the state of Ohio and making sure that our commission checks don't get taxed and All of these things that we are actually able to literally be a part of. And when I tell folks, when, you know, I talk to other realtors and they maybe complain about something in our industry, I say, you know what, unless you actually sit at the table, I don't really think you have a place to say anything. And guess what? There are plenty of seats at the table. That's beautiful (laughs) about it. It's so beautiful. And it's great because there's so many different ways. If you like the political side, you can get involved with your legislative committee, your RPAC committee. There's YPN, which kind of encompasses a little bit of everything, which I love. I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities. It's really opened a whole new world that's put a lot of things into perspective. And now when I go to my listing appointments, my buyer consultations, I wear my RPAC pin, which I... Having my, I should have worn it. Well, I guess we're not on video for this, but <laughs> but I wear it. It's my president circle pin. I actually just stepped up to Crystal R this year and finished my pledge. And I love when they ask me, what are you wearing? What is that? Because then I get to tell them that I go out of my way to both work on the advocacy side as well as the dollars that I invest 
to protect their private property rights and make our industry better. And that's really, really cool. And and I always ask them, hey, has anybody else that you've interviewed ever shown up with this pin? The answer has always been no. And I mean, I would love to change that. I would love, but it's one of those things that is really cool to be a part of. I cannot get enough of it. And I'm, I'm really excited about what's to come. So being involved on the local level, I've served as chair of probably almost every committee. Just got installed as president a couple of weeks ago. I'll be a uh, Realtor Party Vice Chair for Ohio next year. Served on a bunch of NAR committees, have another one for next year. So really, really excited. Lots of different things. I can't imagine my business or my life, honestly, without that side of it. Well, thank you for all that you do on behalf of our industry. It's amazing. We're, we're so lucky to have you around and, you know, going to be around hopefully for many, many, many more years to come. Before we wrap things up today, do you want to touch on one more thing? Because anybody who knows you knows that you are um, wonderful and do an amazing job on social media. Um, and you mentioned a little bit ago about how, you know, it's kind of started out as a hobby for you and now it's kind of evolved into a critical part um, of what you do in your business. So maybe, you know, we don't need to go into it like super deep on on today's episode, but I would love to hear just a little bit about your approach to social media, what you do on Instagram, and maybe a little um, bit of advice or secret of success on how to run social media. Yeah, the social media thing still, I, I look back and I'm like, it is so crazy. Like I said earlier, it's one of those things that when I started it, it was purely a hobby in hopes of, of bringing some business in, especially the situation that I was in as a brand new realtor, you know, not having any connections or anything. And what it's done for my business has been, I mean, pretty much all of it to the point where I got to launch a speaking consulting company, mostly about, you know, Instagram and social media for real estate. I also talk about, you know, our pack and leadership and other things. But um, one of those things that it's everybody's fingertip and it's free. Like to me, it's kind of a, a no brainer, but honestly, being successful on there is really just sharing who you are and getting to know your audience. What I tell people, the secret is make them trust you before they even meet you, right? Because everything is happening behind the phone screen. So it's just sharing who you are. And I, one secret that I will say, I see a lot of realtors that just post all of their sales. All they do is post all their sales. But meanwhile, I don't really get to know anything about them personally. And I think there's a lot of opportunity in sharing more about who you are versus just the number of houses that you're selling. Like if you look at my Instagram, you don't really see many of the houses that my team sells because that's not the stuff that connects me to the folks on the other side of the screen. So I think it's really important to just share who you are, what you love. Like everybody on social knows that I'm the biggest coffee fanatic you'll probably ever meet. (laughs) Ever. To the point where I'll go speak at a conference, you know, after a session or something like I've had three people at a time come up and bring me coffee with, uh, you know, and they're like three different shades so I can pick how much creamer I want, you know? So it's, it's one of those things that they just got to know me in that way. And it was actually really cool because I just launched a coffee drink in downtown Cleveland at a local coffee shop. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's called the Donatelli Maple Latte. I got to, to design it and they added it to their menu, which was really cool. But that was kind of another thing just from social. They got, you know, got to know me and know that I love coffee. And so I think that's a big part of it is just sharing who you are personally and really making that connection with people. And also the other thing I will say is making sure you're spending the time on it. I think a lot of people, they get on there, they talk to a couple of people and they expect some, you know, a lot of business or something to happen overnight. And unfortunately it, it doesn't happen that way. It's kind of the same as anything else. You know, you have to spend some time to it, 
I certainly don't have a lot of time to spend on Instagram. I've got a very busy schedule every day, but just, you know, engaging with people here and there, sharing your life, you know, connecting with them, that that's the secret sauce and really devoting to it. So that's where a majority of my business comes from. And it also allows me to share other things like leadership. I have to be careful with RPAC because there's a ceiling <laughs> in which I can't say say certain things, but I get to at least spread, you know, the awareness of what it is and, and why I love to invest in my time there. So it's just a great resource for really anybody in any business, I would say. And what is your social media handle so um, anyone listening can reach out and find you? So on Instagram, it's at RebeccaDonatelli.Realtor. There you go. Check her out. Um, I know you have thousands and thousands of followers. So congratulations on your social media success, on your coffee drink, on your book, on everything that you're doing in your business. Thank you again for all that you do on behalf of Ohio Realtors and Realtors across the country. I know our industry is better because of you. So thank you. We are so lucky to have you. Thanks for joining me today. This was awesome. I really appreciate uh, you giving your time, carving out in your busy schedule to uh, join me today. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you. This This is so much fun. A wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. Cool. And to all the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. 